Music only means one thing, guys. Uh, we're officially back, I guess. Uh, we did something last week. It didn't work out because I'm a failure. Uh, but we're back. College football is back. Welcome to the Never Ending Glory podcast, the college football edition. Fortunately for our four listeners, you actually get to hear it this week. Uh, a little different feel this year. Uh, we lost our point guard, our recorder, our editor uh, to a job promotion, I guess. So you get me, Nick Schillig, stuttering, talking new fast, and trying to keep these three guys on the pod in line. Regardless, uh, we're happy for his job promotion, but good riddance to our former former host. The dude sucked anyways. <laughs> our Mark Albert. Uh, Sean will be back next week. Uh, he had his wedding this uh, past week. He's out in Portugal, hopefully picking up hepatitis or typh- typhoid or something cool. So it'll just be a I'm going dengue fever. <laughs> Yeah, we got a couple buddies that struggle with that because they continue to call Spain. That new voice you guys hear this year uh, is the notorious Memphis Matt joining us this year. So, um, I, Matt, I guess the only thing that can really stop that Memphis high flying attack is Hurricane Harvey. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, look. <clears throat> The team they played was crap, and I'm a little disappointed. But, um, you know, we'll get to it here in a little bit. But <laughs> they're a dog this week, um, and uh, they shouldn't be, actually. They should actually be giving points. Um, so, you know, obviously I think the listeners know where I'm going with that game when we get to it. There you go. Yeah, we'll we'll get to, we'll get save that one for the Memphis Fat Game of the Week at the end like usual. Uh, we're also joined this year, Farky, as you guys may or may not know, he is in Tampa. Farky, you guys, uh, you ready for uh, the hurricane to come through here in a couple of days? I've done no hurricane preparation. I'm, I'm actually uh, going to get settled in on the roof there with a, with an iPad and uh, hit up the hotspot from the cell phone, watch some uh, football, and have a cooler next to me. And hopefully I can get some pub and have all you guys seeing me just pulled out of here with first responders. And that cooler's probably got a bunch of bottled water and non-perishable items, correct? I keep bottled water in the fridge, but I have not bought one bottle of extra bottled water. And you actually can't get any right now, so it's a mute point at this time. Listen, if if I see on the news Farky, Farky getting airlifted off a roof in a cage like he's on Deadliest Catch, I'm going to lose my shit. And you know damn well he has done, like he said, zero preparation. I mean, if there's anyone in the state of Florida that's willing to ride this thing out, it's Farky. Period. If I do any prep, the Pathfinder's probably going to get driven up and dropped off in a parking lot somewhere up in maybe like, uh, I don't know, um, Lutz or something like that, somewhere out of, a, out of a zone of flooding, and then I'll be back at the house keeping an eye on it and then maybe make a, make a transition to the roof. There you go. How are you getting back from Lutz to Tampa? Because I'm sure there's a lot of Uber drivers out there right now. Well, fingers crossed. If not, Lyft. All right, week one's in the books, gentlemen. Um, you can find us at uh, NEG Pod CFB. Uh, we p- try to post as much as we can or some of the plays we have. Make sure to follow the other guys at Glory Podcast. Luke and Jerry do a good, great job with uh, fantasy football, which is kicking off right now in the background as we're recording on Thursday night. Um, guys, week one, um, you know, a lot of exciting games, great comebacks. It's nice to have college football back. Um, probably want to dive into the Ohio State and talk about how they looked against Indiana. Uh, trailed at half, trailed going to the third, and then, you know, just blew the doors off him. I, I actually very, very unfortunate to lose an Indiana plus 21 and a half ticket. So, uh, Farky, what did you, uh, you think of your Buckeyes to start the year? Whew. Uh, I got a couple things on that game. Um, first half was painful to watch. I, I was, of course, on the Buckeyes as a as a big favorite. No, no uh, questions there, but... Shoot, start with the quarterbacks. We talked about it last week. Barrett actually played maybe even a little worse than than what we uh, prefaced the game with, talking about him. Uh, Big Ten player, offensive player of the week. I mean, for anybody that actually watched the game and paid attention to it, unlike apparently the, the media that votes on that award, um, 
Yeah, on paper, great. Plus 300 yards, I think, what, two or three touchdowns. It, it means nothing. I mean, the guy can't throw the ball downfield. Uh, I, I heard something ridiculous uh, out of Ohio State Radio that a caller had said, well, isn't that what the Patriots do with Tom Brady? I mean, they, he throws these short passes and stuff. But listen, comparing him to Tom Brady is like, I don't know, a bowl of diarrhea compared to Chilean Seabass. Um, he, he threw a two-yard pass that he got 74 yards credit for. I mean, you guys will all probably be tacked onto this as well. I mean, that that was bad. Uh, if they're going to win, the defensive line, the defensive front, that'll be there. Um, they're going to need drastic improvement from the cornerbacks. Ward was all right, but they're not going to be able to play these zone coverages. They're going to have to drop linebackers back from athletic guys because we were just getting killed, dinked, and dunked. And then to go to a wide receiver four straight times in the end zone, I mean, come on. Uh, Ward was on him on the touchdown pass, but at that point it was like, you know, the size difference was was it was too drastic. So uh, they're, they're going to really have to rely a lot on how that defensive – Front can keep him in games. Um, I'm going to give Nader credit. He'll touch on this, of course. But uh, Dobbins, he was a stud. Um, they're going to split time with him and uh, Weber. I like Weber. I think he's still going to be serviceable. But Dobbins has kind of separated himself early on. Um, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I'm not concerned about this game coming in that we're going to talk about later uh, as much. Um, glad we got past that game. I'll let you guys touch on it a little bit. Yeah, Matt, what did you think? Uh, here's the one thing I was shocked with. J- uh, they did name J.K. Dobbins the uh, starter for the game. Now, you know, is he going to play the first series and then they're just going to keep alternating? Who knows? But I was a little surprised he, uh, that uh, Herb did something like that. Uh, Matt, what did you think of your Buckeyes? Yeah, you know, it's it's difficult. Like, Jay touched on it. Um, I don't understand where the hype's coming from. I thought J.T. Barrett looked subpar. Um, you know, he still... I was talking with somebody the other day. He looks, you know, his greatest asset is when he can run, and he looks timid when he tries to tuck the ball and run. Um, he's never been the same since he came off that ankle fracture from, um, you know, his freshman year. Um, the offensive line looked good. Defensive line looked awesome. They got 17 yards rushing to Indiana, and I know Indiana's not a big running team, but um, they're trying to sling it down the field. But 17 yards is impressive. Um, you know, I just uh, – I'd like Paris Campbell to learn how to catch the ball. Um, you know, it doesn't do you any good when he's the fast guy on the team when he drops. You know, you can't put that one on Barrett. That was dead nuts on. Um, but overall, you know, I think they got a little tongue lashing from Urban at halftime when they put those losers away. So um, on to another week, and we'll see how they fare this week against uh, a pretty good Oklahoma team. Yeah, we will get into that one later. We got a pretty pretty nice night slate for uh, coming up on Saturday. I'm not an Ohio State fan. You know, I'm out of U3, kind of the outsider of the group. That Ohio State front defensive line might be the best in the country from what I saw week one. So I think the entire Big Ten is going to struggle to run the ball. If they get any play from the secondary, um, you know, JT Barrett might be able to be a game manager, So, which is what he's more suited for. So the, well, the other big game – The only the other thing on that I think that works in his favor is we probably all agree the Big Ten – and it's probably down a little bit this year compared to last year. So at least they, they've got that to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the other big game this weekend was uh, Florida State-Alabama, which I unfortunately didn't get to watch, so might be relying on you guys kind of chime in there. My, my mindset going into it is whoever lost was uh, – I was going to actually bet a future on them. So, you know, Florida State was like 8-1. to one. I was hoping they would dump up to 15, maybe even 20 to one after that loss there to uh, win the national title. Um, that all got thrown up window in the fourth quarter when Francois, uh, they lost him for the year. Now they're 33 to one. And I kind of don't want to touch it. So um, you guys both watched this game, Matt, did you, did you see anything? So there? we're celebrating uh, the, uh, the female Memphis Matt here in the house, her birthday. Um, so I was kind of loaded while watching it. So it was on and off, but, uh, I, you know, I, it typical Nick Saban, you know, right. Every, every year he comes out and, um, they typically pound teams the first game of the year and not that, what was it? 24 to seven was the final, I think. Um, not that that's a pounding, but you know, it Florida state from the parts that I watched 
just really couldn't get anything going at all. Um, and it's just typical Nick Saban. That's, you know, um, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. He's the best. So I think Farky could probably break it down a little bit better. Well, it, the the very obvious thing is going to be the defense, the defensive front. Um, you know, like Shill said, I'll I'll piggyback on that. Ohio State may be as good. I I don't think there's any way you can name anybody better. That that front's incredible, and I was really expecting uh, a little bit more from Acres. I thought they'd try to get him going, but shoot. I mean, part of the reason why I think he went like 10 for 30 was because of Alabama's front. So, um, you know, they, they kind of moved away from that. And then, of course, when you have a starting quarterback who's who's played a full year under center, um, you know, that's that's just devastating to an offense and especially the, the morale and all that. You, those things all come into play. But the, the Florida State special teams was just, oh, my gosh, embarrassing. Um Never got anything going, made mistake after mistake, never put him in good field position. Um, you know, that's that's really what I saw. They, they they probably need to work on special teams dedicated day this week, which I'm sure Jimbo did to special teams, get everybody on the same page. Because uh, I think even more so in college football than the NFL, creating uh, – creating field position and taking advantage of shooting a team like Alabama, getting the ball back and then forcing them to punt and then, you know, pinning yourself back deep in the field, uh, you know, to put yourself in an early disadvantage like that against a defense that you're likely not going to move the ball 80 yards on to begin with. I mean, it's, it's a no win situation. So I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be in good shape. We all know how Florida state recruits year in and year out. So I have to imagine they got somebody waiting in the wings. Um, Don't have a name. Sean would know that, but, uh, somebody after a few weeks will probably be able to get comfortable in that in that position behind center. Yeah, Sean really isn't here to chime in on the the backup quarterback. It's going to be a true freshman starting. I know that, but I, I was really impressed with Florida State's defense. So I, I really think they're going to not need too much offensively, and they can probably still make some noise here. Moving on, um, we got a couple other games. I don't know if you guys want to touch on anything. We got A and M's collapse against UCLA. Uh, Farky, I think you mentioned the media and their voting. Jim Mora was named the coach of the week after oh. down forty-four to ten to A and M. And of course, Josh Rosen now is uh, your your Heisman leader here after that comeback. Um, Butch on Monday night lucked into another win, even though he had eight about eight months to prep for the option offense, and Georgia Tech still ran it down their throats. Dude, and that's I think another thing is uh, Tom Herman had a real disappointing showing. Maryland's not any good. They're obviously improved from last year, but that was a joke of a game. You guys got anything to add? For why, why don't you give us a little bit of your take on that on that uh, Butch meltdown in, in terms of preparation? You and I were going a little bit back and forth on that. I mean, we, we cannot let him escape free from any type of uh, bander on here. No, and, and we'll, we'll talk – about this throughout the year because I, I really like to fade teams when they haven't seen the option in a while. So, um, like, for example, last year I I faded the Memphis Mag game the week and took, I believe, Tulane because it was the first game Memphis has seen the option, but then the next game they played another option, so I obviously was on the side of Memphis. So I feel like with, with prep, offense is a joke. Everyone's afraid to play Navy, but that's only because they see it once a year. So, um it's just, and every time they scanned over to Butch, it was Butch telling the coach to get back. Like literally, I think that's his only job is just to tell the coach to get back. I don't think he has any other responsibilities. Were they resilient? That's all I want to know. Were they resilient? Oh yeah, they were resilient. I believe he said "will to win" about four times in the first about three sentences in his post game conference or post game interview. I just, I'm shocked he wasn't beat red by the end of the game like he usually is. He was a little calmer this time. Yeah, and how about you take an approach that – why don't you call your team out? I mean, I know I know there's a fine line there, but my goodness, like you said, it was all about how this team continued to fight through, fight through, fight through. Bull crap. They almost gave up 300 yards rushing to a running back. I mean, give me a break. Um, you know, that's one of those situations I feel like we're at the end of the game. You stress the fact of how important a win is, but how – disappointed we were in you know where where we let that game lead to and you know a year of preparation come on butch i mean it's a difficult offense to set up for because you only see it once maybe some teams see it twice in a bowl game a year 
And to have that type of performance against that offense, it's uh, the only thing that would have made my night is if Butch got carried off the field. That, that would have made my night. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, fortunately for him, he'll probably be the second SEC coach canned. I think uh, someone is in the driver's seat there to be the first one to, that we're going to heat on here eventually. Um, I, I guess we'll you know start getting into week, the week two games. And bef- the first game is going to be Cincinnati-Michigan. Fortunately, last week was not taped because I was all over Florida saying all they needed was a competent quarterback, and they still can't score, and they stink. Um, I believe their offense scored three points. So no Florida game this week, but that does – kind of lead us into the week two games. The first one we're going to talk about is Cincinnati at Michigan. Um, this game is in Ann Arbor. It's a 34-and-a-half-point uh, line. Uh, Sean is on Cincinnati. He's going to take the points. Farky, on your sheet, you got Vine State down. So I might need a little explanation there. Vine Street. I'm going. I'm going. I'm sorry to uh, to my followers that like to hang on to Farky's face, but I'm, I'm going with Cincinnati here. Vine Street. Absolute dump. Actually, it's where the Cincinnati riots uh, started some years back. So I had to make that walk one year down uh, during basketball camp down to the Montgomery Inn from up at campus down Vine Street. And uh, it's it's not a fun place. So, uh, yeah, just went back to a couple weeks I did last year where I, I did some uh, some comedic coding on my picks. So we'll follow through those as we make the picks here for this week. But uh, in terms of the game, yeah, I I think it's too many points, too many points. Um, Michigan, yeah, they played all right against a team that had a bunch of suspended players. For some reason, uh, and I always say this wrong, is it Spates? Spites? Spate? Spate. Spate. Yeah, yeah, he he got a lot of positive publicity this week for, uh, you know, for playing well, showing up, getting the win, and it – Watching that game, I was thinking to myself, man, I, I really have no fear of this Michigan team this year. And this is the one team that Ohio State, um, you know, outside of it being the biggest rival of college football, um, could, could have their hands full with in conference. So um, their defense their defense looked all right. Um, offense was kind of blah. They, they just didn't really impress me. At the same time, they lost 75 start, 75% of their starters. So, um, you know, I get that. But... Uh, just not real impressed with them in Florida. I don't see them doing anything much in SEC this year. But uh, Michigan's defense—they'll they'll be all right. I think they'll keep them in games. I think their their defense is a little heavier in terms of output than what their offense is. But uh, because of that, and because I wasn't overly impressed, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Cincinnati and take the points. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with that. I think and if you actually are going to bet this game, I think you can wait out. And I think this line is going to go north of 35 if you want that. So um, I'm just expecting a little bit of a letdown spot. And I think that's too many points to give Cincinnati. Uh, Matt? Yeah, I you know, I've never been to the University of Cincinnati, mostly because I don't have any gold teeth. So um, but I am going to play uh, the Bearcats here. You know, it's not a great program, but it's at least it's a respectable program. Um, 34 and a half. I think Michigan just has trouble scoring. I, they're, I think Spade sucks. He sucks. And Ann Arbor smells like hot dog water. So I'm going with I'm going with Cincy. Um, and like Shell said, I agree. I think that line's going to move. All right. Next game, uh, Louisville at uh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's getting nine and a half. Uh, I'll kind of lead this one off. Very, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I was kind of really thinking about taking Cal plus 13 last week at North Carolina. I just hated the West Coast team playing at 11 a.m. Uh, in North Carolina. I, I I don't like Larry Fedora, and I believe this line has moved up to 10, but when I made the sheet, it was 9.5, so we'll keep it there. I think this has potential for a blowout. I'm not totally in love with this pick, but – I'm going to lay the nine and a half and take uh, Lamar Jackson and Louisville. Barky? Uh, I'll keep this one short. Uh, Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. He threw the ball well last week. Uh, had an unusually high total of uh, passing yards compared to his rushing yards. And I will take a team that has the uh, the previous Heisman Trophy winner against a quarterback that threw for 60 yards and two interceptions in the opening week every week. So that's where I'm at. I got Louisville. All right, Sean's also on Louisville. Uh, this Matt, you going to make this consensus as well? I'm not. I'm taking the Tar Heels. I'm a big fan of home dogs, especially home double-digit dogs. Um, also, um, you know, 
for almost the entire game there, Louisville was stuck in a real barn burner with Purdue. Purdue sucks. And there's nobody that can tell me that program's on the rise unless Drew Brees' corpse is coming back and has eligibility still. They stink. They're one of the worst teams of the Big Ten. I know it was the season opener. Don't care. Taking the Tar Heels with plus 10. That's one thing you're going to be able to count on from Memphis Mad on this pod is that you're going to get a lot of sucks. <laughs> well, can't wait for Sean to come back next week and because uh, he'll just it, – it'll just double then. So uh, next game, and this is probably Memphis Mad's favorite state. Uh, we got Iowa and Iowa State. Cyclones are getting two and a half at home. Memphis Mad? Yeah, look. I talked touched on it last week, um, even though it wasn't aired. Um Iowa, the state just blows. Look, corn sucks. Ames sucks, but, you know, Iowa City, the state already sucks enough. You don't have to name it twice. That place is crap. They're playing at Iowa State, getting two and a half. Kirk Ferentz is a loser. We all know that. Um, And, honestly, I've been to two cities in Iowa, Bettendorf and Davenport. They're both crap. So, I'm going to take Iowa State in this game. (laughs) Farky, you got corn down. Not really narrowing it down for us. Who, who you got? No, you you can figure that out. I'm going with Iowa. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on the same page with Memphis Matt. I I don't care at all for this program, but playing against uh, was Wyoming last week um, in a potential Heisman uh, Trophy candidate quarterback who who I really do like. Um, they played well and and they shut him down. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Wyoming sucks. Um, Wadley ran the ball well. Stanley didn't really do much at quarterback, but uh, they do have potential. I like Wadley. He's kind of under-the-radar running back in the Big Ten. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the points with Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Cyclones here. Um, I'm probably going to bet it if it gets to three. I wasn't overly impressed with Iowa. It wasn't recorded, but I kind of – said Wyoming outside of Josh Allen is garbage, so his draft stock might drop, but I think a lot of that has to do with the talent around him. Um, so, yeah, so we're split on this one. Uh, Sean's taking Iowa as well, along with Farkey, so we're 2-2 on that one. This is a very interesting line, the next one. We got Western Michigan, who I believe played uh, USC pretty tough, at Michigan State. We know they're down, uh, but they're only laying seven at home. Farkey, where, uh, where you got here with uh, – can we still say they rode the boat, or, or did that move on to Minnesota? Uh, no, we could. Uh, I don't know. That was we had a lot of fun with that last year. Maybe we should just uh, go ahead and put that in the the time the time capsule and just uh, keep it locked away because because that that was fitting for that small school and uh, the energy that he generated over there. But uh, his wife still looks like a stripper, and I'm I'm sure she was in a previous life. But um, I'm taking Michigan. I do. Um, what was that again? You have AIDS down. Magic Johnson. Oh. <laughs> Finally, someone on this pod that gets me. <laughs> I, get, I get nothing but just berating from, from Sean Z. Um, you can't figure it out, but I finally got someone that can, that can get me on here. <laughs> I would, you should have put Morris Peterson. He's sweet. <laughs> Uh, Michigan State. I, I didn't. I didn't uh, pay too much attention to their game last week against Bowling Green. I know they rolled, um, which which I would have expected that. Um, nothing that really jumped out at me statistically. Uh, the offense just kind of did its thing. Uh, towards in the fourth quarter, I know that they did some starters. So um, I don't really have a ton of insight here, but uh, just based on the fact that uh, they did win big last week, have a little momentum. I'm coming off a tough season last year. Uh, did some good things last week. I'm going to go ahead and take them with the cover, although, I again, I, I think it's a tough one. Sean's on a uh, Michigan State. Memphis, Matt, where are you going here? This is my pick of the week, boys. I'm taking Western Michigan to win the game outright. So I'm uh, offering up a play on the money line here. Um, you Look, I know last week uh, Western Michigan, you know, obviously they played USC pretty tough. Um, and I know they had a hundred yard kickoff return. So, you know, the score could have been seven points less, whatever, but they've got the left side of their line is really good. Their left tackle is going to be a first rounder probably. Um, and they run the ball like crazy. Michigan state sucks. Like, look, Le'Veon Bell ain't rolling back into that stadium. 
They stink. And I actually think Western Michigan is going to go into East Lansing and get a W. I actually don't hate that because the line's weird. I think it's only going to go up, so I only think your odds are going to increase there. So I'm not in love with it, but if Michigan State wants to do anything this year, I just I feel like this is a game that cannot drop. Now, is that going to put pressure on them? Who knows? But uh, for this, I, I, I will not be betting Michigan State, but for the sake of the pot, I'll take them here minus seven. Uh, another inter- interesting game, Penn, uh, Penn State's back at home after destroying my Akron Zips. Um, Pitt comes into town. This is kind of a revenge game. I believe Pitt won 41-38 in a pretty high-scoring game last year. So I don't like doing this off a revenge spot because we know how much better Penn State got throughout the year. But I just I think 21 is too many. I'm going to take uh, Pitt here. Uh, Farky, where you at? This is getting me back on track to Farky's faves. I'm, I'm going to take the cover. I, I do like this, and I think it's. Um, I don't think it's generous at all. Um, after downplaying Barkley's season last year, um, he he kind of made me stick my foot in my mouth last week, and I think he ran for almost 250 or somewhere in that in that number. A couple touchdowns. Um, he looked good. Looked sharp. Um, Pitt gave up 418 yards to Youngstown State, so I'm I'm good here. Uh, I'll take the cover. All right, kind of. I didn't really want an explanation on the showers, but so I, I got that one. You proud of me? Yeah, you got that. All right. I, I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna touch on it if it wasn't brought up. <laughs> Memphis, Matt. Actually, you know, Farky convinced me. I originally was gonna go with Pitt, um, and I'm gonna switch that to Penn State. Um, you know, giving up 418 yards of offense to Youngstown Youngstown State is atrocious. And um, also, can we recap? I think we were talking about doing an all coat hanger squad. Isn't Akron on the all coat hanger all abortion squad? Are are we doing one a week? Because I I think Ken deserves to go in first ballot. Yeah, I mean, mean, both of them require a coat hanger. Uh, One can be plastic, the other metal. It doesn't matter. Look, Akron sucks. Penn State pounded them. I get it. So I'm not really impressed with that. But Farkey's got me a little concerned here with the 418 yards to the basically a team that couldn't run a get-go gas station. So I'm going to go ahead and take Penn State. There you uh, go. Sean's on Pitt, so we're split. Uh, Sean and I are rolling with Pitt. And I believe if last week was any indication when Sean and I agreed with each other, we lost. So uh, next game, we got... TCU at Arkansas, pretty interesting. When this line first came out, Arkansas was favored. The lines, uh, when we made the sheet, went up to three and a half. So three and a half is the line we're going to go at. I believe TCU is only favored by three currently on Thursday night. Um, Farky, we're going to lead off with you. You got sexual relations down. I think I, I think I know this one. You got it? Yeah. What do you think it is? Arkansas. It is. There you I, go. Well, I mean, Gary Patterson's a fat slob. I don't think he's having sex with anybody. So, now nah, Bill Clinton, <laughs> Little Rock. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm gonna actually I'm gonna backtrack again off of the faves, and I'm gonna go Arkansas here because of um, because of the same reason I went to South Carolina, which worked out for me, which I know you're going to try to defend. But uh, we got SEC talent, SEC athletes going up against a TCU squad that, that frankly, is is pretty tough. Um, at Jackson State, I don't know how good they are. 63 nothing. They handled their business, so they deserve some credit. Um, but I do, uh, I do like Arkansas here. Uh, their coach sucks, um, and he believes they're a formidable opponent. Thanks, Brett, for that insight. Uh, but TCU will come in well-coached, well-prepared. We know that. I, I think this is one of my favorite games of the week just because I think it will stay close, um, and I think it will be a, a competitive game. So uh, Arkansas, not my favorite pick of the week, but uh, I'm going to roll with them. Yeah, Sean and I are both on TCU. I I don't feel too strongly about this game. I, I like Kenny Hill a little bit. I think it's coaching mitch, mismatch, so – I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to bet TCU on the road here, uh, laying three points against an SEC team. So uh, for the sake of pot, I'll take TCU. Uh, Memphis, Matt? Yeah, I'm going to take the SEC team getting points at home. Um, I will say this, though. I've never been to Arkansas, but that place has got to be crap. And if I could actually exchange out the Florida Keys right now with Arkansas, I would do that. So Arkansas gets mowed over and not the Keys. Play sucks, but they're going to win the game outright. 
this weekend against TCU. Hey, Sean, just just for uh, the record, you said you're not going to give up points on the road to an SEC team and then said you're taking TCU. So who do you have? Oh, sorry, I missed it. I, I am taking TCU. I, I, okay. I said I'm crazy about it. I'm not betting it for real. So okay. but I had to make a pick on the game, so here we are. Um, next game, and um, my bet on this is would definitely be the over if we were allowed to do that. I'm already on that. Uh, post that on our Twitter handle. Nebraska's uh, defense is atrocious. Oregon's defense hasn't got any better, but Oregon's offense actually looks like it might be the Oregon offensive now that Mark Helfrich isn't there adjusting his headset every three seconds. So I'm going to take Oregon here. I'm going to I'm going to lay the 13 and a half. I, I just think Nebraska stinks. Uh, Memphis, Matt, where are you at here? Yeah, I went Nebraska, and honestly, mostly the reason is is because um, Oregon's head coach Willie Taggart. Um, Taggart's ice cream sucks. Really can't be that much better. Um, and given 13 and a half on the road to a team that really, um, they were God awful last year. Um, and really didn't show a ton in the first game. I just think 13 and a half to Nebraska is a little heavy. Um, I'd put it more in like the 10 range. So if I were betting it, I would take Nebraska. The, the line actually opened at three. Can you believe that? And it's been bet all the way up to 13 and a half. Now three is an awful line. So yeah, I, I agree. It should be somewhere around there. Um, Murphy? Well, contrary to what Memphis Matt said about they, they didn't really show anything, I, I have to believe that most people caught wind of the fact that Oregon scored 77 points last week. So um, Southern Utah sucks. But oh, that's my point. Is Southern Utah stinks. They should be on the all the all coat hanger squad as well. But at the same time, I, I firmly believe that Ohio State could not score 77 points on Southern Utah. So um, – yeah, Oregon was uh, certainly not the team that we've seen the last ten years. Last year, they were they were down, but uh, you know at least they have some things clicking right now. Thirteen and a half is a lot. Um, didn't know it opened at three. Don't really care. Uh, I think Nebraska is probably the biggest reason why I feel like the Big Ten's a bit more down this year because you know they they weren't on Ohio State's level last year, but they they had some good weeks. They had some good games. And they had a decent team, but I think they're significantly um, worse this year than they were good last year so i'm gonna go ahead and, and lay the points and uh we'll see what happens it, it's at home it's in oregon those those fans those guys all get up for games out there so now when i said line opens at three i, I have one book that released some sunday so it only takes a couple bucks to keep moving this because it, it, it's a lower limit so it, it only takes a couple bucks to move this point spread pretty uh pretty rapidly it's not the same thing you see on saturday when there's already a decent handle on the game uh, next one is the one I'm also on the over again, mainly because South Carolina gave up 500 yards to NC State and Missouri. My squad. What's that? My squad, the Gamecocks. But yeah, yeah, you, you won that one, even though you got outgained by, uh, I think, what was it, 508 to 250? Got doubled up. Hey, but good, good pick, Farky. Great pick, though. <laughs> Here we go. Like I was saying, uh, Missouri gave up 40 to Missouri State. So uh, even though this line, I believe, is 71 and a half when I took it, I'm all over the over. I think there's 90 points scored here. Um, I don't love either side. Uh, to make a pick, I will take, unfortunately, I'm going to lean with Farkey here, take the SEC team, getting two and a half at home or two and a half on the road. Um, Farkey, you got cotton down. Lean South Carolina as well. I am taking South Carolina. I'm going to roll them off of last week. I, I like it. Uh, the thing, the thing that concerns me is they gave up plus 400 yards last week to, to Finley in NC State, and uh, in Missouri's uh, quarterback at 500 yards the past week. So um, it's it's not necessarily in terms of the defensive backfield um, lining up for a real good game for them, but we'll see. Maybe they can. Uh, I mean, they, they've got the athletes, again, uh, SEC, but hell, who knows? Uh, this one's kind of a flip of the coin for me, but again, I'm just going to roll them off of last week's win. Money's money. Sean's also on South Carolina. Uh, Memphis, Matt, is this a consensus? This is, is going to be a consensus, yeah. I mean, like uh, you said, Show. I mean, they should have got pounded last week, actually. Um, I, I'm appalled that they didn't, but Hey, I was on him. Farky's right. Money's money. He also loves this. He loves this athlete talk. Loves it. Uh, look, giving up 40 to miss, uh, Missouri state is inexcusable. It sucks. And, um, you know, 
I don't see any way other than to play this. Yeah, what did you say the over is? 71 and a half. I, I feel like it should yeah. be like 80. Yeah, um, you know, I, I if I were going to bet it, maybe that'd be the better route to go. Um, but inexcusable for Missouri, uh, Missouri to give up 40 to Missouri State. That's atrocious. They stink. Yeah, I'm not betting this game. I'm going to just hold that over ticket and, and probably cash it by halftime. So, and for, uh, and for, for the record, I, I like the uh, the athlete talk only as it relates to the SEC because I try to get uh, Sean Z going because, of course, he's our big Florida State fan. So um, the, the SEC athlete talk just frustrates the hell out of him. All right, and here we go. We're going to get into this awesome night slate, which is unfortunate that all these networks play them all at night. One thing I hate about college football. Uh, so we got four night games. My wife's graduation party is this weekend, so I'm going to be hammered. It's going to be hard for me to keep track of all this. First one, we got Auburn at Clemson. Line open at seven. It's down to five and a half, so some Auburn money has come in. Farky, I'm going to have you lead off with this. You got Sweeney Todd. I unfortunately did not know that one. Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber, Fleet Street. Still not. <laughs> Broadway musical. Come on, man. Get some culture. Jeez. I got news for you. Shill's never seen a Broadway show. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm on I'm on Clemson. Um, I think Clemson's the better team. I think this is going to be a, one of the better games a week as well. It should be um, based on the rankings. Um, Auburn leading into the season is a team that I like. I thought them and LSU are, are a lot closer uh, to the to the head of the pack with Alabama than than what a lot of people expect. Usually we've got it, everyone says it's Alabama and everyone else. I think uh, maybe not even as much LSU, but I, I do think Auburn has a shot to really make some noise this year in the SEC. And and last year was a, a really competitive game between the two teams. And uh, I saw that over the last ten years, these games I think they played five games have all been within a touchdown. So. Um, traditionally, this has been a really competitive game, and I think it will continue to be that this week. Um, but I'm going to take Clemson. Memphis Matt. I'm going to take Auburn in the five and a half. You know, last week we saw um, Clemson apparently has the world's greatest defensive backs because Kent Reed, Kent Wright, Kent Cover. Those losers didn't throw a pass in the first half. I mean, that is pathetic. And so apparently these guys are just, you know, unbelievable. But we never actually saw them play. Um, and you know, Clemson did look pretty good and obviously playing in death Valley is pretty difficult. Um, but like Farkey said, I, you know, Auburn's a pretty good team. Um, five and a half just seems like a healthy number. Um, so war Eagle. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> we got to get on socks this after this week. We got to start. We got to suck limit. <laughs> you got me saying it now. <laughs> I actually love I I actually love it and I I think I think there should be more. Um, I actually really like this game. I'm probably gonna see if the line goes up. I, but here's my thing. I think it's coming down. Uh, I think all the sharp money was on Auburn. I'm probably gonna be a, on a little bit of Auburn money line as well. I just I just don't think outside their defensive line. I just I, I don't think Auburn or I don't think Clemson is good enough. I mean, if this game was in Auburn, I I, I think Auburn blows them out. But um, so I think we got a close game here, and I'm gonna. I see some value in the five and a half, and and I'm going to take Auburn money line. Um, Sean is Sean is as well. Um, unfortunately, our old host isn't here because here's his next game. We have Georgia, uh, who just lost their quarterback, um, so we got a backup here. I think the line's a little too inflated here, um, based on that quarterback change. We got Georgia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's four and a half point favorites. Uh, Memphis, Matt. I'm going with Georgia. Um, Notre Dame's defense. Stinks. There you go, Jay. I'm not going to use the word sucks. No, use um, it. Use it. Beat it to death. They suck. And I'm also not a big fan of touchdown Jesus. Get over yourself. I'm going with Georgia. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I really think even though Notre Dame looked good against a crappy Temple team, I really think Georgia's just going to run it down their throat. So I'm probably going to be on a little bit of money line here as well. Uh, Farky, where you at here? I'm going to go with Georgia. I, I, I'm not – Buying Notre Dame, um, I, I get the quarterback injury um, makes sense, and uh, obviously that's where the lines moved with. But for Notre Dame to be favored, uh, 
I'm, I'm just not on board with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Georgia. Um, their front seven is definitely going to have their hands full. I, I saw Notre Dame ran for a plus 400 yards, which uh, under any circumstance is pretty impressive. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I think they'll be up for the challenge. So I'm going to go with Georgia. All right, the game we're all interested in. We got Oklahoma at the shoe. Uh, Ohio State is anywhere between seven and a half and eight. We got seven and a half for the pod. Farky, I'm almost positive God Country's OU, but there's no way you're not taking Ohio State here. Uh, yeah, Ohio State, God's Country. There's two God Countries. It's Cleveland and Columbus. Cleveland one A, Columbus one B. So yeah, I got the Buckeyes. Um, you'll be hard pressed to find me bet against the Buckeyes this year. In fact, I can I can go ahead and just give you some foresight. It's not going to happen. I'll bet Ohio State every week. Um, so there's, uh, you know, get those locked in while you can right now while the lines are down. Um, so I, I do like Ohio State. Uh, you know, yeah, Oklahoma's a, got some talent. Baker Mayfield, you have a career starting quarterback. The guy's a leader. He's a gamer. He plays hard. I'm not a fan of him. I'm really kind of sick and tired of the performance, the uh, theatrics. Everyone else kind of falls in love with it. I think he brought Got brought back down to earth a little bit this uh, this off season when he he got arrested and tried to evade the police. Um, I actually watched the 60 on it. I uh, was a little impressed by his by his interview, but at the same time, um, shoot, those guys couldn't play with us last year when they had him, Mixon, Green. I mean, now they're missing arguably the best backfield combination in the country last year. So I, I don't, I just don't think they're going to be able to hang around because our Talked about it. We talk about it all year. Front seven might be the best in the country. It's at least up there with Alabama's. Um, I think that it's it's going to motivate Dobbins to another level. Uh, getting a nod. I agree from the comments earlier today on the pod that it's a little bit surprising that he went ahead and threw that true freshman in there. It's not a Maurice Claret situation where he separated himself during camp and during uh, the preseason. I mean, he came in. Had a great game the first week, but Scott Weber, 1,300 yard back from last year, who frankly kept us in games last year when Barrett struggled. So uh, I think he'll be even more uh, re energized for this game this week. Um, I, I have confidence in Meyer that those guys are going to have the defensive backfield settled in, uh, probably run a, a few different schemes early on to where we're not matched up as much uh, in a zone type situation, more maybe man to man. Try to put the word down uh, as a shutdown corner on somebody for the majority of the game, at least take away half the field. So, yeah, I'm definitely rolling with the Buckeyes. Good stuff there. A Memphis man. Yeah, um, I mean, Jay had great stuff. I love Ohio State in this game. First of all, the fans are going to be tailgating from 8 in the morning until the kickoff. They're going to be hammered. Ohio Stadium is going to be loud. Look, these teams are not much different from last year. Ohio State's probably a little bit better. And I refuse to believe that Oklahoma's not a little bit worse. I mean, you know, Joe Mixon's gone, and they're going to have to rely a lot on throwing the pass because they're not going to be able to run against Ohio State. Ohio State had seven and a half tackles for loss last week, five sacks, gave up 17 yards rushing. The the front seven's unbelievable. And, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, he got hit pretty hard. He got tackled by those police out in uh, Oklahoma. He might get hit harder this week. Um, I really see them having to throw a lot in this game uh, to to hang in it. Um, And I see the Buckeyes winning somewhere in the realm of 10 points or more. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with that. Sean's got it, too. So we're going to make this a consensus as well. You guys touch on a bunch of things. I think Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw all over, the, all over the field. And when he has to do that, outside of the Big 12, he is very, very overrated. So I, I do see a blowout here as well. So we're all going to lay the 7.5 in Ohio State here. Uh, your other big game, of the, uh, you know, the fourth big game of the night, we got Stanford at USC. Uh, line open at 10, which made no sense, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not grabbing it. Uh, for the sake of the pod, we got USC as six-point favorites there at home. Uh, Memphis, Matt, where are you at here on this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and dog Western Michigan because I took them to beat Michigan State outright. But, you know, when you're a top four preseason team, playoff team, you need to come out and pound a team like that. USC just didn't do it. Um, you know, and so I'm 
obviously at 10, yeah, when it opened, I mean, that's like, that's a gold mine. You know, I still think six is good enough here. Um, so I'm going to take Stanford. Farky, you got riots. <laughs> I'm yeah. guessing that's not Stanford. <laughs> no, it's, it's not Stanford. I could have gone a few ways with this. Um, you know, it was going to dip down into Compton, but it's a little farther away. Watts is only about, about eight miles away from campus. So went ahead and went with the Watts riots. Um, but yeah, definitely going west side with uh, the Trojans. Uh, you know, Memphis Matt mentioned it about uh, how how there wasn't it real impressed with with USC's offense. Um, I'm, I'm I wasn't impressed, but I think it was it was for more reasons that were actually playing to their favor. Uh, Darnold Darnold got hammered a little bit, but I think it was unwarranted. Uh, they're talking about his draft stock dropping, and you know now is is uh, Rosen the the new number one, and some of these other guys. But uh, I, I was a little hard on him last week going into the game, but after that game, he had a couple things playing against him. He didn't he didn't have any of his core receivers from last year, so he lost Rodgers and Schuster. He lost both their backups, so those are the four top wide receivers gone. Uh, if anybody watched the game. Um, he's got all new wideouts. The, the guys were dropping passes. His throws weren't there because they weren't in the zone of the routes. They weren't running routes correctly. Um, he had a couple bad throws, but I, I think there's been a lot of overreaction to the way that offense performed last week. And, and all they really need is time. And hopefully, um, in their case, having one week under their belt, they're going to be able to get these new wide receivers acclimated into, into game time situations. Yeah, sure, they practice and all that all clear up into the game, but... Um, that's a that's a big hit to lose your two top wide receivers and both their backups heading into a new season. So um, I'm going to rely a little bit on on that being the reason, and I'm going to go ahead and take USC. Yeah, I don't want to overreact too much to one week, but I mean, I didn't see the game. Darnold statistically had his worst game since he took over the starting starting job there about second half of the year. I, I'm just going to take the better coach team. Probably less talented, but Stanford's owned this the last decade. I think they're like eight and two when they played each other the last decade. So I, I know exactly how this is gonna play. My wife's graduation party. I'm gonna be hammered by like six thirty, and I'm gonna take Auburn money line, Georgia money line, and probably Stanford money line as well. So um yeah, I'm on Stanford as well. So um one more game that night that we'll get into. We got Boise at the greatest coach, the GOAT. Mike Leach at Wazoo. Uh, Wazoo's a 10.5-point favorite here. Uh, we didn't record last week, but one point I want to make, I think Boise stinks. I think if you're betting Boise, it's pretty much just based on the name. This is They seem very similar to the Oregon team last year when uh, Chip Kelly's recruits were starting to go out and Helfrick was this awful coach. I, I think the same things happened in Boise here as his last recruiting class – Petersons at Boise are seniors. I just don't think the talent's there anymore, and I think Falk's going to throw all over the place. So I, I can't see a line high enough where I don't take Washington State here. So I'm on uh, Team Leach here. Fark, you got the goat down, so I, I assume you agree with me. Oh, Leach, another classic uh, classic video I saw heading into this week where he breaks down um, the hypothesis on whether Bigfoot is real and evolution. So – uh, they they took about a good twenty minutes in that presser to uh, to break down evolution and life on other planets and uh, the possibility of how we evolved. Uh, whether you want to take the religious aspect or whether or not you want to have lightning strike the blood and create a I don't know what they call it a uh, or something whatever it was. But the guys, he's the absolute greatest. Uh, at the end of the day. Can't hear you, Farky. High octane offense, uh, fun to watch. They're going to put up points. I'm going to give Boise State a little love because I had them in a uh, parlay last week and they covered for me. So um, barely, you know, barely. But but again, just like South Carolina, money's money. So I was on the right side of that. But I do think uh, Washington State has a better team. I think they'll be well-prepared. I don't think Boise State is going to be able to shut them down uh, defensively. So I'm going to roll with the GOAT, Mike Leach, and Washington State. Can you tell I'm a little bitter there that I had the 10.5 in Troy? 
had to rub that in there that you barely covered. Um, Sean's also on Wazoo. Memphis, Matt, you have Bloodsucker down. So is this a consensus with Wazoo? Yeah, I'm taking – look, Leach, right? Like Farky said, I would love to see a couple years ago when Mike Leach was actually interviewing for this job what he discussed. Like did he actually discuss like his like resume or did he talk about like – whether the off chance that the earth might actually be flat. I would have loved to have sat in there and listened to it. I fucking love or Sorry. <clears throat> I love this guy. He's classic. Um, Washington State minus 10 and a half. You, you, started, you started a coat hanger list. I don't think we're too worried about F-bombs on here. Okay. Did, it, didn't he put uh, – did he put Craig James's kid in like, a, like yes. an outhouse or something? Like a shed. <laughs> Yeah, that's put him in there with like the landscaping equipment. <laughs> a pump, a pumping station. <laughs> All right, we have our fifth consensus. Which you know, if any listeners want to make some money, if you just want to fade those five, you'll be pretty set. So we got Cincinnati, South Carolina, Georgia, Ohio State, Wazoo. One game left. We have the Memphis Matt game of the week. Memphis, uh, Memphis won a very. Pretty much a running scrimmage against uh, University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, UCF looked very impressive. Granted, it was against a crap team. So I believe preseason Memphis would have been favored in this. UCF is now laying three. Um, I don't like the game getting moved. I think that hurts Memphis a little bit. Um, But I think Memphis is going to throw all over the place. And I'm probably going to be on that money line as well. Did Memphis cover last week? No, no, no. Okay. They played I, a must. I, I wanted that publicized for our listeners. <laughs> They're well aware. All three of them. <laughs> Farky, where are you going? Well, you see what I put down there. It's what I like. Money. So I, I will bet it, against Memphis? Memphis. I will bet against Memphis every week. That's the other thing. You can go ahead and lock in your bets for the next whatever it is, 12, 13 weeks for Ohio State and whoever Memphis is playing. So last week, 1-0. It's a simple equation. I tried and tried and tried to break it down for these guys last year, um, especially Sean Z. Uh, I just couldn't put it in simple enough terms for him to understand. You don't take Memphis. Memphis, Matt... And his Memphis Tiger hurrah has been a losing combination for about four or five years now. Memphis sucks. I'll take Sean's you. also on Memphis. Uh, Memphis, Matt, your rebuttal? You know, I love it that uh, Sean's in uh, across the pond and he still can't get away from Memphis. You know, hey, look, he likes to make a quick buck, so do I. Um, Memphis should actually be favored in this game. Like Shill said, I think it's an overreaction. Um, my only concern is they've got uh, a big game coming up uh, next week. Could be a look-ahead match to uh, when they're playing UCLA, which obviously they're going to win out, right? Um, they don't have a big game on their What's that? They don't have a big game on their schedule. Well, for Memphis, I mean, UCLA is pretty big, you know? How about that Go. program getting UCLA to come to the Tiger Dome? Let's I know, hear. man. Convince me to change my pick, please. So, look, I've got Memphis all day. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Tigers. Uh, they're moving on to 2-0. and Still think um, they're the second best team in their conference uh, behind USF. So, um, hey, Memphis is going to roll. USF looks like garbage to start the year, so that you got to feel good about that. They might actually be the first best team in the league. First best team. All right. Hey, all right. Did you did you make your pick, show? Yeah, I, t- I I took Memphis. I have hashtag Matt written down. I just want to make sure. I just it just hit me. You go ahead and lead with it because you uh, you sent this out to everybody. We cannot let Kent State off the hook for that publication that they released that news release from last week. I've never seen anything like it. You you go ahead and take it. Oh, <laughs> so th- th- this wasn't recorded, but. I was the only one on Kent State. They're getting 40, and I just thought it was too much with an over-under of 50. So I made the pick, and then I looked at Twitter after we recorded. And my friend, who actually coaches there, he actually coached at Louisville. Now he's like a grad assistant or something at Kent State. He retweeted 
Kent State's Twitter feed, which said that they are looking for walk-ons for, I believe, the defensive line and the cornerback. So they're they're in Clemson, and they want to return home to kids that want to walk on to the team. I immediately regretted my decision. This this is not. I, I'm just baffled. This is this has bothered me for a while now. I, th- most teams, including in Alabama, anyone will recognize a time period in the preseason where anyone during camp can come in and try out as a walk-on. That's completely normal. These guys released a request, a request to the student body that anyone interested in trying out for these two positions, right before they play Clemson, the number three team in the country, is more than welcome to come try out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I could keep babbling on about it. I just I, I don't have like a, a, a strong take on it that, that will rationalize how you could do that. It's a fireable offense. Wow. It sucks. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so with, with coat hanger, are we going to have two inductees a week? I think that's the way we should handle. Are, are Kent State and Akron the two inductees this week? I think you got to go plastic on one and metal on the other. Yeah, I, I think both those teams are your 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 turd bowl sandwich coat hanger of the week teams. They're terrible. Kent State should light that program on fire, burn so, to the ground. So bad we're not even giving them gauze. Man, they stopped. Well, I'll be posting more of our picks over the the NEG Pod CFB. If you guys have any, we'll retweet those as well. Um, You'll probably see me, on a, see me on a lot of overreactions. I already took Florida State. And unfortunately, and Sean's going to love hearing this, I'm probably going to be on Baylor, who lost to Liberty. So I just think that line's an overreaction. So you guys got anything else to add and, before we end? Yeah, we, yeah I do. Um, since since Sean's not here, uh, we know why you're on Baylor. You're, you're a big fan of rape, um, illegal firearms. Uh, basically anything detrimental to us to a school or program. So uh, you you typically rally rally around the rape charges, and uh, I wish Baylor had been on the on the list. We'd have some good takes there. If you if if you guys didn't listen last year, the first six games I bet against Baylor. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They went six and zero. I bet against them the next six games, but somehow I'm a huge <laughs> Baylor honk. So do you have a Brian Dennehy or Carlton Dotson jersey that you roll around in? <laughs> Rest in peace. Dead. Rest in peace. All right, I think that'll wrap it up, guys. Um, should we? Sure uh, go ahead. You know, we didn't really talk about. Um, I think we should take a minute and talk about possibly the the festivities that took place over the weekend at the Sean's oh. Austin um, the wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Great event. Farky and uh, Memphis Matt were Memphis Matt gave a very good best man speech. So, you kind of want to take it away and recap that night. Yeah, it was a train wreck. Absolute shit show. Um, you know, I don't know how many games of dice I played in a pizza box, but it had to be somewhere in the realm of 50. Um, you know, actually, Farky and I were probably the big winners. I had made the finals nine times, went five and four in the finals, you know, left with a wallet full of ones. I could have gone to a strip club. I don't like strip clubs, so I didn't, but I could have. Um, place is a train wreck, man, and it was a great time. Um and uh, you know, I unfortunately one of our friends got a hold of my um, my flask filled with uh, bourbon that's strong enough to take paint off a car, and uh, you know, ended up having some suspect dance moves. But you know, that'll happen. Yeah, it was it was an outstanding event. Um, I can tell you, it was it was at a winery, a very nice winery, the nicest winery I guess that you could expect in Northeast Ohio. Um, beautiful location beautiful facilities and i can assure you it was the first time that you had five grown men in tuxedos rolling dice in a, in a pizza box with grease stains all over the bottom of it um memphis bat was the big winner uh our buddy i'm not going to name names there was a clearly um and most drunk identified at the reception um Far and away, not even close. Um, it was not even close. Not even close. Uh, but it was all good fun. He was safe, got home safe. Um, you always, you always got to have that one fun guy that stands out. I, I've certainly, um, you know, held my hand for that award in the past. Uh, 
And, you know, another thing that they probably haven't witnessed there is uh, the other weddings that are being coordinated in conjunction with ours um, actually yelling at our wedding because we're walking through their area. Um, you know, we didn't care because guess what? The number one most important thing was getting back to the dice game on the patio, on the back patio of the villa. Yes, villa. So you can you can get an idea of of how nice the, the location facilities were. Well done, Memphis Mad. Do you have anything? Else? I'm trying to find Sean's quote from the, probably the facilities manager afterwards, but I I cannot. I'm I'm scanning through way too many group texts right now to try to find it. Um, uh, I think they said it was like the most. Um, rambunctious wedding they've ever had because they typically don't have weddings there like that. <laughs> All right. One on that. Sean Z. He sucks. Welcome back next week. You guys, uh, good luck. Here. Week two picks, follow us at NG pod CFB and, uh, follow the other guys over at glory podcast till next week. Later. Buc- next Buc- 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 Let's get that sponsorship renewed. <laughs>